You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions. But uh, rarely any facts. Impersonation might occur. But uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey there, welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting with me, DJ Impact. We got Matt Michaels, we got Sin City Steve, we got Simon Street, and welcome all of you to Wrestling Talk. If you're watching this live, as always, make sure you throw all your comments into the chat box. We're live on two, you, YouTube, <laughs> Facebook Live, and... Uh, I just literally had like a, a a brain fart. Like I I do this. This is like episode seven hundred and forty, and it's like real. You wait to this moment to have the brain fart. Anyway, um, Twitch. <laughs> so Twitch, Facebook Live, and YouTube. Anyway, uh, welcome everybody. Uh, let's get right into it. Uh, let's start with our four way stop. Since you see, are you ready? Oh yeah. You didn't. Here we go. All right, man. What you got? All right, guys. So we have our teams fully announced for Blood and Guts happening this Wednesday on Dynamite from the TD Garden in Boston. The Blackpool Combat Club, Claudio Castagnoli, John Moxley, Wheeler Yudi, Yuda, Kanosuke Takeshita, and Pac will be taking on the Golden Elite, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Hangman Page, and mm-hmm. yes, DJ Impact, Kota Ibushi. Mm-hmm. Pack was a great surprise. I'm not going to lie. Uh, someone I didn't see coming, but makes absolutely perfect sense. Kota Ibushi was probably the least kept secret possible. Um, and it also makes perfect sense. And he'll be a great addition to the roster, obviously. Uh, elsewhere, uh, the Owen Hart Foundation tournaments have ended. Hallelujah. And your men's winner is Ricky Starks. Uh, he and CM Punk had a very solid match to main event collision. Starks picked up the win uh, when he rolled up CM Punk and held on to the rope for added leverage. So healing out after the match. Uh, yeah. Jushin Thunder Liger was supposed to present the, ty- the trophy to the winner. Ricky Starks just yoinked it right from his hands, showed complete disrespect, and walked right to the back. Um, I'm all for it. I'm all, I'm all for having Ricky Starks as a heel because, um, quite frankly, he lost any and all momentum that he had following his mini feud with MJF. So, yeah, bring it on. Uh, For the women, your winner is Willow Nightingale, uh, beating her friend and uh, former tag partner, Ruby Soho. Uh, This was also a good match. Uh, Both women kept the pace at a brisk one, but they were able to spotlight one another. Willow continues to get better in the ring uh, on a consistent basis. Ruby is an awesome veteran presence, and I see it with your head and your hands, Michaels. I get it, but you know what? At the end of the day, it's not going to please everyone. Um, but, yeah, um, Willow picked up the win with her sit-out gut wrench powerbomb. Got you, got you. All right. Simon Street, how about you, man? What's your highlights? 
Well, first and foremost, I want to add with regards to Pac coming in. You know, he's always hated the elite. Always. He don't Since like them one. from day one. He don't like them. He don't like them. And I love it because he's the he's the worst. And I love it. So besides all that, man, Raw was popping, man. Uh, and I actually saw it the day of late night. And uh, man, a lot of cool stuff that was going on. Um, you know, Imperium versus Matt Riddle and Drew McIntyre is actually good. I never get super excited over a Drew McIntyre match. I don't have a big problem with him, but I do feel like sometimes, you know, he's not served in tag teams very well, but it actually was a really good match and uh, ended up being very entertaining. Um, further on in uh, Raw, man, uh, Dominic Mysterio and Seth Rollins face-to-face showdown. It, it, it was interesting, to say the least. I was very upset by what took place. I wasn't too happy. But then WWE must have known I was bitching and complaining because then you had Logan Paul and you had uh, Ricochet go at it. And boy, 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 let me tell you, if Ricochet don't become a star in a Ninja Turtle movie or a Power Ranger movie or a superhero in, in, in the failing that is DC, James Gunn picked this dude up because he do this all the time. Some people were surprised, but he's done this three times. He's done it twice in NXT. Uh, really made Logan Paul look like an idiot. And for all the shit Logan Paul was talking, why was he over there just looking like a little bitch? Yeah, I said it. You get the bitch of the day, Logan Paul. FDA told me to get that to you. Last but not least, you got uh, SmackDown. Man, I tell you what, this is getting interesting with this briefcase trying to cash in and with Bianca Bell. I swear I was bitching and complaining about this. When I bitching and complained about this, guys, last week about how they're going to figure this out, well, they must have heard us in that show because they figured out more of a way to add more kinks in that work. And let me tell you, it's getting better and better. I could see this go on until SummerSlam, but then that's it. So we got to figure something out. But I, a big, big shout out to the towards the end of the match with Bianca Belair and um, the insidious one, Asuka. Um, it just all falling yeah. apart at the end. She took that spear from Charlotte like a champ. I have never seen Charlotte deliver a more powerful spear in my life. Bianca sold that shit. And then, of course, EO uh, trying to cash in the briefcase with assistance from Bailey. Shit that did not work out. So it's interesting, but you're still seeing uh, EO Sky really still not be a total heel. You see her making some of those choices. Um, and then last but not least, I'm going to go to Dynamite. Jericho and Com- uh, Commander. Good match. And I know it's obvious, but, you know, I don't watch uh, AEW all the time. You know, uh, Jericho's about to turn face, you know, and I like it because they're bringing in Don Callis to try and test that and see if he will. Then you got the the guy that never did shit. You know what I'm talking about? The one that lists all the time talking about, man, I've been there a few day one. But if you go this way, I can't be with you no more. That shit was ridiculous. Sin City Steve. Why? Why? We'll talk about that later. Thank you. (laughs) All right, I'm right. done. My, my my four-way stop. <laughs> All right, thank you, man. I uh, I mean, you went four minutes. I didn't know how to stop you because you were so excited about all those highlights. So, you know. Well, most of the time I'm not excited. So, you yeah. know, it's it, <laughs> a good change to have. I didn't want to stop your momentum. Uh, Matt Michaels, what you got? Uh, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. T- I'll go less than two minutes. Uh, all right, there we pretty, go. Pre- pretty deadly brawling brutes. Spectacular. Good match. Uh, Waller, AJ, Butch, and Escobar for the U.S. Uh, number one contender match no, uh, spot for the number one match. 
uh, however you want to say that shit. Um, that was a great solid match. Dempsey and Gulak versus Chase and Duke was really nice. Uh, Champa and the Miz and a hardcore match, really great. And uh, uh, Mellow and Trick versus Judgment Day, beautiful. A um, lot of good wrestling this week. So, uh, you know, I, yeah. I made up for his uh, four minutes. There you go. <laughs> Perfecto. All right, so uh, let's see what is too sweet for the week. Simon, we're going to try it again, man. What was your too sweet for the week? Well, my too sweet for the week was definitely Judgment Day. Judgment Day, uh, you know, if you had some doubts and you loved that group and you were like, shit, man, why can't why can't factions stay together like, like AEW does it? Uh, yeah, man, they, they proved you. We can be just like AEW, too, and we can stick together. We can get over disagreements. Um, maybe they took a page from our book. You know, uh, you know, we always us four stay together and Judgment Day followed suit. Um, not only there, but uh, totally being a presence on NXT. Um, I liked how they did it. Angle Eye was very cringy. That opening segment with Carmelo and Trick Williams. It's almost as if like, you know, if you invite a couple of, you know, a couple of folks that ain't from where I grew up and me and Impact grew up and you invite them over to the cookout and they kind of over extra trying to sell that they ethnic. That's kind of how cringy it was on that intro. Like, bro, y'all ain't got to be like that. Just let Trick and Carmelo be that way. But um, like uh, Matt Michael said, it was really good. Uh, The match with Trick Williams and Carmelo. And I will say this and I'll be done. Trick Williams should uh, really, and I'm sure he is, be very, very thankful of pairing with him, with Carmelo. Because if he was not with Carmelo, I don't see him being as elevated as he is right now. Leave it at that. Yeah, I got you there. Matt Michaels. Yeah, I mean, uh, Stevie Ray would be uh, Stevie Ray still. So that's exactly what he is to Melo's booker. There you go. Um, Hey, Solo Sokoa talks. Who knew it? That was amazing. Give him a microphone more. Come on. Uh, that whole uh, Heyman promo and Jay and Jay super kicking Paul and Paul taking it like a roly poly. Beautiful stuff. Uh, LA Knight, is there anyone more over than that motherfucker? Holy shit. Uh, talk about your fucking gold mine right there if they fucking go with it. Braun versus Dragonoff was phenomenal. Great match. Uh, Dragonoff keeps proving and he gets a win over Braun clean. So it, it, that was pretty big to see. But nothing bigger this week than on Raw, Zoe Stark beating Becky Lynch. Zoe Stark beat <laughs> Becky Lynch. Uh, what can you say, man? You know, that's that's fucking amazing that uh, they have her just that train is tied to her and they love her that much. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm hoping that finally, after how many years of chanting what, that maybe the yeah can take replace of the what, (laughs) you know, Mm. that would be great. Ah. All depends on what city you're in. One annoying chant for the other. Well, why not? Hey, I, you know what? I feel you, but man, that what just, I'm like, every time I hear it, I'm like, yeah, I can't believe you still say that. Hold on. Sin City, is that chant ever going to change from Ohio? They're still going to say what in Ohio, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Sin City, man, what you got? All right. So um, first things first, I'm just going to get this out of the way right now. Yes, Braun and Dragunov was fucking great. Uh, I don't normally comment on NXT, but yes, that match was great. Um, elsewhere, uh, Bullet Club Gold and FTR absolutely mm -hmm. tore it up on Collision this week. Um, I know that they did it last week, so I'm not just rereading my material, but this week was a two, two out of three falls match. They went 58 minutes, and uh, yeah, dude, it was, it was awesome. They took up the entire first hour of the show, and they did it right. Uh, they have, first off, these four guys have great chemistry with, with each other. They showed that last week. They showed that this week as well. Um, they went 20 minutes before the first fall even took place. Um, so, yeah, great, great stuff. Too sweet all around for all those guys. Um, FTR does retain, um, but uh, they did it via uh, Juice Robinson tapping out to the sharpshooter in Calgary. Imagine that. Um, the MJF and Adam Cole buddy tag team stuff is really, really fun. Um, I, I really wish this wouldn't end like, you know, what we all think it will with one of them turning on the other. Honestly, I'd love to see them each try to turn on each other at the exact same time and cost themselves their tag team title match just for hilarity, and then you can push that into, you know, what inevitably will be the match for All In in London, MJF versus Adam Cole. Um, yeah, too sweet for those two guys for sure. And uh, also, Eddie Kingston absolutely won a war with Shingo Takagi in the second night of the G1 Climax. Uh, these guys beat the absolute ever-loving shit out of each other, and uh, it was great. Seriously, right now, njpwworld.com, Night two and night one of the G1 tournament is free. You don't have to pay for it. So as soon as you're done with the bad boys, go nice. check that out. Yeah. That seems promising. All right. Let's move over into this week's WTF. Michaels, did you find just one thing this past week of a WTF? Just one. Uh, yeah, actually, just one. Oh, this um, one. I can't, I'm man. Uh, That's just amazing. One. All right. And, and uh, it's something Steve hit upon, and that is um, why the fuck does AEW not do what they did with Cole and MJF for, I don't know, the rest of the fucking wrestlers? And make something that's relatable and interesting so that you get behind the characters and do exactly what Steve wants to be done. And that is you want to see them together. You want to be invested. So when something does end up happening, you actually are invested into it. Mm -hmm. That is what this does. And, you know, it just showed it went straight from that segment of recording, you know, the, the video segment into Darby Allen and orange. And why are those two together? Mm -hmm. Who yeah. fucking cares? You just showed me why I should care. And you gave me a reason not to care right after it. And that's the problem. The problem is you just don't see them giving you enough of that aspect of, Hey, this is why I like that guy. Who cares? They're all fucking good wrestlers. Big fucking deal. Mm -hmm. You're going to have a good match. Yippity fucking do. But that's the whole thing. you got to see these guys have some kind of character investment to get behind them. And 
the only thing that they need to do with those two is cut down that fucking in ring time where they're talking now because you had enough of vignette have them do a little bit but just don't let them fucking keep going because again now you're getting into mjf's biggest problem is he he just won't shut the fuck up in the ring so yeah but that's what's to say develop more do more of that shit it's entertaining let me go with you since city any wtfs uh yeah actually several Good. I actually have more than Matt Michaels. I know. I'm yeah. surprised. And, and they're all revolving around the same product. Well, most of them. Uh, anyway, Collision was great this week. Then immediately after, they launch in with Battle of the Belts. Yes, that's right. AEW, for the first time in its existence, broadcast three hours of consecutive wrestling on Saturday nights. My <laughs> question is, did they use pro- different production crews and road agents for the third hour? Because how that third hour could be such a polar opposite from the first two hours, I will never know. Case in point, the only babyface to win during that Battle of the Belts show was a countout win by Orange Cassidy over Lance Archer. Okay. <laughs> Tony Storm beat Taya Valkyrie, which their usage of Taya has been fucking abysmal. Um, and Luchasaurus beat, of all people, getting a TNT title match Sean fucking Spears. <laughs> and, and what the fuck? It, you know, speaking speaking of collision and, and, and Battle of the Belts, I, I, I swear to God, I saw David Benoit sitting ringside. And oh, yeah. I knew, I knew that Christian Cage would make an appearance. So I obviously did not want him to have a live mic by any remote chance because we all know what he loves to do when and you know, cut promos on dead fathers. Anyway, um, yeah, Jake Hager turned in his purple hat this week to Chris Jericho. It, it just proves that these motherfuckers ain't loyal. No one's loyal to anyone anymore. I thought he loved that hat. Anyway, please let him get as far away from Jericho, get him off TV, let him do the MMA thing only. Please, just that ship has sailed. And lastly, this is a shoot. Uh-oh. Don Callis was actually shoot attacked at by a fan after Triple A Triple Mania this past Saturday. Callis really? confronted Kenny Omega <laughs> at a post show media event before being attacked by a fan. Everything was an angle up until that point, but then a fan who was apparently upset over what Callis said to Omega jumped Don from behind, ripped his suit, concussed his eardrum, and busted open his mouth all while trying to choke Don from behind. What? Fans. What the fuck? Wow. I didn't hear that and know that. That's not cool at all. Wow. Mm. It's it's real heat, man. (laughs) I'm actually going to pivot because I had something planned, and I didn't know about it. Thank you for sharing that, Sin City Steve. But it's going to go back to what I griped about a couple of years. It's time for us wrestling fans. If you love what we consume, whether it be TV and you go to these events, it's up to us to make it a safe place. We can't keep putting this just on the organizations. I get it. We live in a time where everybody's on 10. But at the end of the day, this shit and the shit should not happen. The reason why I'm telling everybody, if you listen to me and whatnot and you give a shit, we need to start policing ourselves. I'm not saying beat the shit out of a crazy ass fan, but I'm saying in a sense, protect what you love. Because if this shit keeps happening, they're going to be putting some real huge restrictions 
on live events. And the stuff that we loved every single day is going to be gone because that shit is not it's, it's not you aren't a fan. You're a fucker. That's what you are. You're a fucker and you're fucking something that we love. And so that's yeah, my go down to Mexico and tell the AAA fans that. Go go ahead. <laughs> but at the end of the day, here's the thing. I'm not from Mexico, but I know the motherfuckers in, in Mexico know how to say what I'm saying right there and there. And that's why I say police your shit. If people come to Vegas and we went to a, a, an event like that and we in Vegas and people doing stupid shit like that, we fans, we should be able to tell them, like, dude, don't do that, man. And if it get to 10, it get to 10. I'd rather it get to 10. And then at least, let's say, AAA, it was in Vegas New. Like, well, damn, that fan was like, fuck that shit. You never know. You might get some bail money run to you. You never know. My point that I'm saying is, if you give a shit about this, we need to start policing ourselves. This shit is getting ridiculous, bro. It's got to stop. What the fuck? Damn. Said it clear and precise. Good job, man. All right, let's get to see what y'all looking out for. All righty, right, all right. Sin City Steve, man, what you what you looking out for? All right. So as I mentioned earlier, the New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Climax is off and running. Uh, we've gotten two shows of the 19 that are about to happen over the next month. Yeah, 19 shows in 29 days. Uh, it's pretty crazy this time of year, every year. Um, this year, a couple of changes. The field is made up of four blocks uh, of eight wrestlers. So each wrestler only has seven block matches, which is fewer than in years past. And they also lowered the time limit in the matches down to 20 minutes. Uh, so that way the matches are going to be a faster pace. Um, quite honestly, I'm looking forward to what kind of fun stuff that we can see, what kind of great matches that we get out of the G1, all that. Um, it always brings out the best. Uh, elsewhere, Nick Wayne made his a, uh, AEW debut against Swerve Strickland in the main event. Now, technically, here's the thing. It was it was the main event of Dynamite, okay? Yeah. I am looking forward to what they're going to do with Nick Wayne in the future. And I have to say, I am going to applaud TK's decision to beat Nick Wayne in his first match. The reason being is the way that they played it off as if he is going to be this um, this younger this youngster that you can rally behind, and yeah, he's he's going to be a lovable guy that is probably going to get his ass kicked, but uh, eventually it's going to be like a one two three kid kind of a saga. That's that's genuinely what I think, and the vibe that I got from him was very Sean Waltman esque. Um, Swerve should not have been the first person, you know, to to give him his first win. Uh, Swerve needs all the wins he can get at this point. They botched him as well. So yeah, the, the right outcome happened, but I do want to see what happens with Nick Wayne. Um, and then the gimmick change that we're about ready to get with Chris Jericho is going to be great. Uh, we already talked about it earlier, playing the clip of, you know, Chris Jericho right next to Don Callis in a, uh, in, in the Indies uh, when they were, you know, working with bad news, Allen. Um, that was really cool footage to see, and it really does give some credibility to Jericho dropping the JAS. They've essentially dissolved it and now going with the Don Callis family and that awesome entrance music. All right, all right. Good stuff. It is cool music. The long droning sound. Yeah. Very <laughs> 80-esque. <clears throat> Simon Street, take over. What you got? 
Uh, you know what I'm looking for? One is a dream and the other one is reality. A dream is, is one day I would love to see, and I know we see it a long time ago, but I'd love to see it now. I'd love to see FTR versus the Usos. I would love to see it. I know, Michaels, you don't like that sentiment, but hey, I don't give a fuck. No, uh, I would love to see it. how you're going to see it. They're two different companies. I Bruh, didn't I preface that this would be a dream? And then the next one's reality. Let me live, bruh. Let me live. All right. So then uh, the, the second one that I'm actually looking forward to is, uh, you know, something that kind of happened on SmackDown. I know we've talked, we have talked about it for a long, long time. Bobby Lashley coming to pick up the boys, Street Profits in a limo to conversate. Uh, you know, Dawkins act like he ain't never been in no damn limo the way he was getting all geeked up and shit getting up in there. Montez had to tell him, like, bro, okay, man, chill, bro. Remember, we next level, bro. Anyway, so they said they had a conversation. So I'm looking forward to see what's going to happen with that. Anybody who looks on the internet feels that WWE did botch or didn't pull the trigger for whatever the reason it was, nobody's fault, on the Hurt Business. But to hear echoes of sentiments of, man, Hurt Business 2.0, if the Street Profits in it would be good. To see something like that would be kind of good, I think, right now. WWE is okay in the driver's seat with pulling factions. They're doing a decent job. They're not overkilling it, but they're not underproducing it. So those are the things that I'm looking forward to. All right, all right. Matt Michaels. Uh, looking forward to bald, crazy Shotzi. Mm, that's that is going to be interesting, yeah. Uh, Von Wagner and Robert Stone's work so far has been excellent, and it's going to be interesting to see what they're going to do with Vaughn embracing the fact that the fans are behind him now, which is mind boggling. Um, you know, you took a guy who said he was there to be a monster and now he's this uh, sympathetic character. And it's, it's amazing what you can do in pro wrestling when you tell stories. Uh, looking forward to Mello versus Dragunov. Uh, that's going to be a great championship match. Um, it's going to really test Mello uh, in terms of his skill in the ring. And uh, this week, we're going to see Wesley versus Dom. And that should be – I. you know what? Put that fucking North American title on Dom. Interesting. <laughs> why not? Be interesting. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, <laughs> this guy, man, uh, you haven't seen uh, – this much heat on the person in, in, in a while in terms of fans just like just blowing the crap out of them. Man, it's that cardio, bro. No. <laughs> it's that cardio. Running in the yard. Hope, you know. In the yard. If I had to tell Dom, the best advice I could have gave him when he hit the prison, always clinch and turn. Okay. <laughs> hey, you know, I, for the longest, I, I have a lot of false hope as well but i can still keep that hope alive as much as i can and i'm still hoping that at some point i'm going to get uh the rock a part of this storyline and i just want to say for the record that on smackdown there were two rock references okay grayson waller mentioned them as he was and, and bypassing saying hey with this whole family issue and then matt cole referenced the rock as well in in explaining so i don't know i don't know i, I know was three. there was three grayson waller even said do you smell what i'm cooking yes he did yeah i go ahead and tease me 
I like to be teased, but don't, mm. but, but, but you got to make sure you finish. You got to, you just can't tease me and then walk away. You got to finish the, with the entire process. Right, honey? I'm glad you said the process because you said don't tease me. You just got to finish. I was like, all right, Impact, man. Come on, saying, man. Don't I'm do yourself saying. like that. I'm just saying. So <laughs> give me what I want. I want to see them by some point by the end of this year. You got to prolong this anyway to Mania. So find them and, and get them on the show. That's what I'm mm. doing. Anyways, let's uh, see what the best in show for this week. All right, Matt Michaels, what NXT, show do you give? NXT, NXT. NXT. Yeah. Okay. It just, uh, overall, just a very entertaining show leading up to uh, what's going to be going on uh, for the next couple of weeks. Uh, you know, it just uh, uh, this idea of bringing some of the main roster talent in is giving a chance to elevate some of the younger guys and really show that these guys can hang. And um, I think that that's something that is important um, because you're seeing it on the main roster. You're, they're getting the opportunities now right away. Mm -hmm. So it's different than it once was. And there's no more them coming up and then just being totally refucking packaged and used you know, Vince doesn't, didn't know what these guys were all about and Hunter does. So now these guys can be utilized, you know, to the strength of their talent. And um, the more that guys from the main roster can get down there and actually work these guys, the better that they'll have a feeling of, um, you know, how to use, utilize them because they're going to get feedback from the main roster guys. Mm -hmm. And then it also gives an opportunity to someone like Baron Corbin to try to reinvent himself. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, the whole idea that he has to kill his past before he can go on to his future. It's like, holy shit, this guy now has a story again. And that's what he needs. Baron Corbin is absolutely useless if he has no story. But if he has a story, you know, you were entertained by him, DJ, when he was at his peak of story. Mm -hmm. And when they took the stories away from him, it's just like, well, he's just another fucking guy. Yeah. So that's what NXT is doing. They're given the opportunities for people to really develop and shine. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, let's see where you will go with this. Simon Street, best in the show this week. Man, it was a hard one. And it was between AEW Collision mm -hmm. and SmackDown. And I'm going to tip my hat to AEW Collision. I'm going to tell you why. AEW had matches that of with people involved that normally I hit the snooze button. As we know, I'm not a big Ruby Soho fan. But I got to say that Ruby Soho, uh, uh, you know, match that she had with Willow Nightingale was fire. And even the match that she had on Dynamite with uh, Sky Blue was good. Mm -hmm. So, again, making Ruby Soho actually look good. You get a tip off with that. You know, TM Punk, Ricky Starks, great match. You see what I'm saying? I'm not a huge Ricky fan. He looks good. He's polished. They made him look like a million bucks. And mm -hmm. CM Punk helped him do it. Orange Cassidy, Lance Archer, another great-ass match. Like, Lance Armstrong. 
Wow, man. How did Lance Armstrong fare? I said, oh, my bad. Lance Archer, shut up. <laughs> he got cleared for, for PEDs. Anyways, and then, you know, even though it, it didn't quite get finished and everything, Tony Storm, Ty Valkyrie, yeah, it was a bit of a kerfuffle, but it was still was good and entertaining. Now, I ain't going to say shit about Luchasaurus and other, but what my point was is AEW Collision took what normally would have not been good participants and have not been booked great made them look good if i didn't know about those people that i said i wouldn't say it and i didn't even mention what made it great ftr and and bullet club gold I, i'm just saying bro that's what best out of three tag team match should look like it was believable it was emotional back and forth so i'm giving aew collision the win over the already stacked know what to do blueprint smackdown Bam! Yeah. Hey. But you uh, you also added an hour into collision. So mm. again, I'm going to point out that SmackDown could be a 45 minute show and can still rock out with the cock out. It's not a problem. They do it every damn week most of the time. I'm going to give kudos to AEW. We give them shit all the time, man. But when they do right, man, give them fucking flowers. All right. Well, let's see what Sin City Steve says. What was your uh, show this week? Well, let's just keep the flowers coming. AEW <laughs> Collision. Um, it, it, the show was just two hours of a great professional wrestling show. It was very enjoyable from beginning to end. Um, yeah, it, a lot of great wrestling this week. Uh, obviously, Impact had their pay-per-view, Triple Mania. Um, their two nights of the G1, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, Rampage, I guess. And Collision, Battle of the Belts. My God, there was a lot of wrestling this week. So realistically, the best in show is whatever you chose to spend your time on. Yeah. But yeah, for me, it was Collision. Yeah. All right. Well, good stuff, fellas. Um, hey, did y'all know that on sale this Tuesday, tickets go on sale for New Japan Pro Wrestling here in Vegas? I'm actually sure. peaked possibly with that. Maybe I'm I I might actually attend that. Well, it's October 28th. It's going to be at Sam's Town. So if you happen to uh, want to come to Vegas or out or already here, this Tuesday tickets go on sale. I think everyone's going to be trying to get those front row seats. Steve, what do you think? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm, I don't I'm think I'll be, get the front I'm row be fighting seats. right along with them. <laughs> I ain't going to do the front row seats, but it'd be a good birthday present for myself. I, you know what? Sam's out of everything at Sam's Town, I haven't I've never been to New Japan. I don't, uh, I don't think I've ever been to any New Japan. I even the one out in LA. I was trying to, yeah, it's always been just uh, just ask uh, 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 Michaels. Michaels loves I've, New I've Japan, been, and he knows I've, everything about them. Yeah, but I've been to New Japan at Samstown, so mm, yeah, yeah I've, I've actually gone. I'm the one guy who gives a shit, and I've actually been there, so <laughs> go figure. Damn. All right, I'll, I'll give a shit. I'll get a ticket. Damn. Yeah. Right. But you got to say the names correctly, okay? So I really want you to pay attention when the announcers say the names. I really yeah, want you to study them. In fact, Wheeler, Utah. <laughs> right. That's correct. Because you're going to see 90% American dudes. So, And I'll make sure I don't say uh, Lance Armstrong. <laughs> I'll say Lance <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. All right, cool. Oh, I just want just wanted to throw all that out there. All right, everyone, look, thanks for uh, hanging out with us. 
Next is our three count where we're going to start recording. So if you're watching this live, don't go too far away from your device. You can pop back on and enjoy our uh, discussion. And with that, if you're listening to us, thanks for listening on the podcast. And uh, you also download three count as well. With that, we will do this again next week. Take care and happy wrestling to you. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.